Comic Palooza 2015 is almost here. You'll see your favorite celebrities, comic book creators, and authors. Hear super cool musical acts. Experience crazed cosplay events, rowdy professional wrestlers, raucous roller derby girls, literally thousands of hours of programming, and so much more. Remember, Comic Palooza at the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, Texas. Memorial Day weekend, May 22nd to 25th. Get your passes today. Head over to www.comicpalooza.com for all the details. Welcome to episode 72 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... The Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. The dude with the two, the host with the most. Lord Horstocles. Maxi Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> we had Mini Miguel last week, and now Maxi Miguel is back. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Whoa. We also have my lovely wife, Heather. Hello, what's happening? How are you guys doing today? I don't know if I like Maxi Miguel. <laughs> I think I like Maxi Miguel. The Mex from Tex. There you go. <laughs> Mexi. Call him what you will. He's the same. Mexi, dude. Maxi. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> go big. <laughs> well, let's talk some comics. What were your top two books this week, man? Oh, well, let's see here. Uh, I'll start off with number two uh, Magneto, number 17. Oh, yeah. Colin Bunn is writing that, and Gabriel Hernandez Walta is the artist. Yeah, it's dark. It's real dark. It's yeah. dark and dirty. I don't know about dirty. But <laughs> why don't you tell him what it's about? Well, you know, previously on X-Men, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a guy out there killing uh, mutants. And so they left the knife in Magneto's room. So he's on his own investigation. He realizes it's a mutant. And then you find out that it's a guy from his past. But as things goes on, this guy looks like some kind of spread type thing. You know, he had like tentacles going there. I'm like, what the hell is this? And you find out later that there's a mutant on the island that has the ability to like conjure or take stuff out of your mind. So he's like an aberration that can actually kill. So Magneto walks, like sticks that dude, sticks the thing to the wall, and just goes off and does something you didn't think he would ever do again. And the girl knew. I was like, it's just dark, deep, and like, wow. Yeah, I mean, Magneto's supposed to be protecting all these mutants on the island because they're on Genosha again. Whatever the cost. And you know, somebody's going around killing mutants. He figures out that it is this girl. Mm -hmm. She's uh, created this Nazi soldier from his memory. And that's the person who's going around killing the mutants. So he tries to have a direct conflict with the ghost or the, the specter or whatever you want to call it. Nothing happens. He can't take it out because it's not real. Right. So he goes and he finds the girl and he has to make a choice whether it's to like try to save all mutants is his responsibility. He has to find another way to deal with this or whether it's just easier to kill her and move on. And he ends up actually just taking her out because it's the easiest solution to the problem. Yeah, she knew. Yeah, she, she knew what was going to happen, but I mean, still, it's, you're right, it's pretty dark. Yeah, it was pretty uh, twisted. Loved it. <laughs> and that's why it was my number two. What was your number one? My number one book is uh, Ghosted, number 19. Oh, yeah, Josh Williamson and Vladimir Lacey. That's right, friend and fan of the show. I don't know about fan. We Keep said this. <laughs> He's a friend. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great issue. Um, Jackson and Marcus are in this afterlife realm, and they've got Jackson's associates with them. Uh, their ghost friend that have been protecting this whole time is now gone. She mm -hmm. was dragged down to the depths of hell in the last issue. And Marcus just drags Jackson along long enough to the point where he's at the altar of death's door, and he kills him. 
What a dick. He stabs him like 15 times, and Jackson's only response is to flip him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was just perfectly in character for Jackson. Uh, and then Marcus goes on ahead with the uh, the girl who created the Book of the Dead from the skin of the tortured victims or whatever. And they go into Death's actual house. Uh, they're trying to get there before Jackson dies because his whole goal is to imprison the spirit of death within himself so he can gain eternal life. So it's a real messed up story. It's definitely the darkest book we read this week. All kinds of craziness happens. Well, he figured by you know shiving uh, Jackson, death would come. Yeah, because death has been watching Jackson his whole life. And Jackson knew what was going to happen. Like He's more in tune with what's going on than he's ever led you to believe. Uh, yeah, he died, but I think that he's probably going to come back somehow. Oh, of course you know he is. <laughs> it's Jackson, so, baby. It's Jackson. Uh, it was a great issue. I love this series, and it's one of those that not a lot of people know about, but I'm a huge fan. Oh, yeah, I am too. It's, it's a great book. It's dark. It has everything you want. Yeah, so Demons and ghosts, too. <laughs> it was actually my number one as well. Nice. What was your number two? My number two is Hex number nine from Michael Allen Nelson and Dan Mora. You got the devil in you. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Lucifer, the main character, uh, has become the uh, all-knowing harlot. or She's actually called the Thief. That's her new title. But she's basically the leader of the witches now and controls the uh, space between living and death. So... She kind of has all knowledge in the universe, and she's learning to cope with her new omnipotence. And at the same time, Lucifer's former friend, the necromancer, is mourning the passing of their teacher and trying to move on with her life now that all this craziness has happened. Well, she's still not a very good necromancer. She's trying to learn things, and the only thing she can really summon so far is just a little kitty cat. And she keeps summoning the cat, and the uh, cop who's supposed to be helping her figure out what's going on and who actually killed their teacher... Uh, just the cat's very affectionate. He's always petting it or whatever. It's like they're a little familiar. But when they actually get assaulted by werewolf creatures or little demons or whatever you want to call them, uh, all of a sudden the cat turns into this ferocious beast. I mean, it's still the size of a little kitten. It doesn't transform or anything, but it's like ripping their heads off <laughs> like it's nothing and jumping around the, the page. It's just awesome. I thought it was a real cool concept for uh, for the little cat. Cat going beast mode. <laughs> and you know I'm a fan of cats anyways. Yes. So. It was a great issue. It's a great series. Uh, I never read the original Hex series, but this new one I've just been loving from the beginning. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I liked uh, where, where Lucifer has gone in her path and how she is what she is now. And she's got a makeover. Yeah. <laughs> she's a little bit darker than she used to be. Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> kind of freaky out a little bit. Yeah. Well, what was your pick of the week? It's a new book that was referred to us by our friend over at the comic book shop, uh, Run, Love, Kill, number one. That's actually my pick of the week as well. Uh, John Sue is the writer, and Eric Canete is the artist. Uh, this is a real interesting book. Uh, it's an image comic. It's part of a miniseries, which I know you love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must love it because you did put it as your pick of the week. But it's an eight-issue miniseries, and it's very cinematography-like when you start reading it. It almost feels like you're watching a movie and not reading a comic book because there's multiple stories going on, and there's a woman playing the cello while this crazy fight scene is going on, and it keeps flipping back and forth. And even though you can't actually hear the music, it looks just like a scene out of the beginning of a movie. I heard the music. You did? Well, I, I can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it really draws you in. And I just thought it was fantastic. It's about this this girl who lives on this island that for some reason has a giant wall that's supposed to protect them from something on the outside. You don't really know what yet. Godzilla. But I'm assuming it's some kind of monster like that. That's, <laughs> that's my guess, at least at this Godzilla. point. But she's trying to get off the island. And she has a friend who's a smuggler who might be able to get her on a boat and get her off the island, which is something she's been working for for a long time. So she's raised all this money, and she's plotted out her entire timeline of when she's going to make her escape. And she's been paying this woman. Well, she makes the final payment, and the woman's like, no, this is not enough. You need to give me more. 
So she goes out of her way to go and get more money from her other friend. And the woman who is supposed to be the smuggler that's going to help her out actually backstabbed her and sold her out to the government. So, and that's kind of where the book ends. Uh, it's, it's a real, I'm not doing any kind of justice trying to explain it, but it's a really cool beginning to a story. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I enjoyed like the whole sequence you're talking about how the violin and going back and forth. Like I said, you could actually kind of like put music to it. You could, oh yeah, you, you definitely could hear something. Could. It was really good. I'm excited to see it. I know it's a miniseries, you know, I don't really care for them, but it'd be pretty cool. I thought so. So that's pretty much it for, for comics then. Yeah, it was a very short week today. It was a real short week. I did pick up one other thing that I want to at least touch on because it relates to the show so much. Mm-hmm. I picked up The Art of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe that came out from Tim Seeley and his brother. And it's just really cool. Uh, it's like 40 bucks, but it tells the entire story of how He-Man was a concept to, to sell toys to kids and how it grew into this thing. And it kept growing and it became this amazing TV series. And it became this fandom that has existed for the last 30 years. And it, it goes through each step individually and it talks about how they created the characters and, and where different ideas came from and how they came up with the voices and shows you all these different character designs. It's just really, really cool. And if you're a fan of He-Man like we are, then I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, so I, I highly recommend going and checking that out. Was that in the book? Merman is definitely in the book. So is Beastman. Oh, <laughs> oh I should have a whole chapter just on me. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far into it. I've only read a third of it so far, but man, it is awesome. I wasn't in the front. Now you're in the front a little bit. All right. <laughs> Tila? Tila's in there a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to remind everybody, if you enjoy our show and you want to support us, there's a few different ways you can do that. Money, 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 money. The first way is by going to tweakedaudio.com and buying some kick-ass headphones. They have seven different styles of headphones in seven different colors. They have a noise-canceling function, and they come with a flat cable design that prevents tangling. Every purchase you make from there goes directly to helping the show get new equipment, get t-shirts, get supplies for cons. We have a lot we want to do this year, and we can't do it all without you guys' help. So please go out there, buy some cool headphones, listen to the show on it. I promise you will be happy with your purchase. Uh, So use promo code COMICAL, and you will get one-third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping to anywhere worldwide. And they ship fast, too. You can get them within a week. So go out there and check them out. It'll help the show. It'll help you. Do it. Do it. The other way is uh, just by donating directly to the show. Uh, if you enjoy us and you, you feel like our uh, weekly show that we, we work so hard to make sure we put out every single week is worth your money, uh, then go ahead and send some to us through PayPal to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Anything is appreciated. Now, give them our European website. Uh, we don't have one. A Mexican website? No. You racist bastard. Well, PayPal does a currency translation, so if you send pesos, it'll translate to dollars. All righty then. <laughs> if you want to send us a million pesos and make us feel like we're special, <laughs> go muy, right ahead. Muy especial. <laughs> nice. Dumbass. <laughs> so the next thing on the agenda is one of my favorite segments, one of the people's favorite segments. The people? Ask Lord Horstocles. Ah, crap. All right. <laughs> so we got some questions from our listeners for Miguel to answer. It's been a long time since I've had to answer some questions. It has been a while since we've done a segment of Ask Lord Horse to Cleese. And mm-hmm. I've got, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven questions for you today. So, Jeez. Some of them are short, some of them are long, but they're all pretty good. So here you go. Question number one. Dear Lord Horse to Cleese, where did you buy your studly horse mask? I have been searching for a long time, but all I can find are the effeminate unicorn ones. I want to be a manly horse just like you. Please help. Oh, that's easy, man. You got to go down to Comical Palooza, <laughs> Comic Palooza, and get him there. So there's a stand out there. He sells them for like twenty bucks, 
If you need to go anywhere else, I have no freaking clue. You can always go chop a horse head off and and hollow it out and put it on. I mean, it works. That's how a real man does. It. That's right. But we wow. here we here at Comical Podcast do not condone the injuring of horses. <laughs> so go down to your local what comics costume shop that probably have them. Yeah, I'm sure costume shops have it. I'm sure uh, even some comic book stores probably order it. Oh yeah, uh, but definitely conventions are the easiest place to find it. I think. Yeah, and then you need to stuff something in the head to make it like fat, so it doesn't look like it's all smushed. What are you stuffing your head to make it fat? Your head. Well, that's good for the first one. Let's go on to number two. Okay. Dear Lord Horsicles, I have two daughters who are very close in age. Both are successful in their chosen careers, yet there is an unspoken competition between them for everything. Who makes the most? Who has the cutest boyfriend? Who's prettier? Who drives the fastest car? They always try to make me referee. I hate it. How do I get them to stop this nonsense? Take one out. Take one out? Take one out. (laughs) (laughs) You only need one kid? (laughs) That's right. Make the choice which one's not going to be, not going to make the most. You decide. Take them on a drive. How are they supposed to decide that? Uh, competition, man. Competition. <laughs> <laughs> Let them play the game they're trying to play anyways. That's right. <laughs> Who's going to win? What happened to, what happened to fun, fair, positive soccer? Oh, that crap is ruining the world. <laughs> it's all about winning. That's what you tell them. Here's the rules. Loser dies. Enough. <laughs> That's how you choose. What is this, China? So, mafia, <laughs> so you're going to take them in the car, mafia style, to the forest and take them out? No, I just drop them off somewhere else. You know, <laughs> Give them to somebody else who needs a kid. You need a kid. I got there. Have one. Well, you put them in a garage sale? You know, kids for sale? <laughs> All right. Well, well, should I be positive about that answer? <laughs> what, are we, what are we, Oliver Twist? No, One no, boy, no. boy for sale. That's a whole different problem there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. That's a good answer. <laughs> Next. Dear Lord Horsicles, I have a male coworker who has become very interested in me over the last few months. We started out as friends, but I had no idea he was gay and into me. A few weeks ago, he started sending me unsolicited naked photos of himself. I told him that I was straight and not interested in being anything more than friends, but the pictures have continued to come and have, got, and have gotten more explicit. I ended up blocking him on my phone, and he started emailing them to me. I think he has turned into a stalker. What should I do, Lord Horsecles? Please help. That's easy. That's an easy one. Print all those pictures out and stick them everywhere in the bathrooms where your coworkers work at. Or just stick them, hang them up. Hang them up on the bulletin board. Hang them in the, in the break room. Hang them downstairs in the cafeteria. Let everybody see who he is. Maybe he'll find somebody. Aren't you worried that the person doing that might get fired, though, for posting nudity at work? No, you're printing them out in the printer. Ain't nobody going to know who it is. You just print them out. Print them out somewhere else. Take them up here and just, you know, like I did those presents for you, I wrapped them with your face. That's right. Wrap presents up for him and his face and his body. <laughs> Give them to his boss. Don't wrap my presents with dick pics, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to show your junk? Show the world, baby. Show well, the world. I'm not sending you a picture of my junk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Take his pictures or, and stick them up on the wall. I was a little worried for a second. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dear Lord Horsicles, why have you chosen to be a villain rather than a hero? Why do you hate the mailman? I thought Mexicans love tortillas. I'm very confused by your backstory. Please explain. I'm a white horse. <laughs> You're a white horse. I'm a white horse. Enough said. <laughs> Getting racial up in here. <laughs> I'm not a villain. I'm a fan. I'm a hero to the people. You're a hero in your own mind. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> My minions love me. As for tortillas. Except for the defectors. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Pieces of craps. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I like my tortillas with butter. Thank you. So does everybody. <laughs> and butter me up, baby. Whoa! <laughs> Dear Lord Horstocles, I was recently asked to contribute money to a bridal shower gift, as well as make food for the event. I gladly did both in order to help out my sister-in-law and niece. Then I discovered that my daughter was not invited to this event and was not welcome to attend. I feel used and betrayed. 
What should I do? Oh, shit. So she found out after she did it? Yeah. Oh, damn. It's too late now. I would have said, so she, see, hang on. She gave money and she cooked food? Uh-huh. Huh. And then she got there and found out that her daughter wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. She would have called this shit out in front of everybody. I would have called them out for who they were. But if I would have found out beforehand, I cook, like in the help, I cook my food some shit and have them eat my shit. There you go. <laughs> no, man, that's, that's some bullshit, man. Just whoop her ass. Just whoop her ass right there in front of everybody. Just go to town. Start. Go big. Kick everybody's ass in the thing. Call out for she is. She's really not a virgin. She's had 30 lovers. <laughs> Just bear all her shit out. The boobs are fake. Is that good? Her boyfriend sent me a bunch of dick pics. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Get her pictures out there. Give everybody a free photo of what she looks like and give it all to the men. Oh, all right. You got to get even with that. That's some crap, man. What do you call that? Go big. <laughs> all right. Dear Lord Horstocles, is Heather as hot as she sounds? Pass. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who sent that one in? I don't tell you who sent it in. It signed ass not. Heather who? Well, there's only one Heather they could be talking about. What say you? What say me? Yeah. How are you going to answer that? Are you going to answer that, or are you going to really pass? <laughs> You're in the. Someone wants me to get killed up in here. It was her. She sent it. In. <laughs> <laughs> send that shit in. Don't blame that shit on me. All right, horses sleeves will take this one. <laughs> I wouldn't kick her out. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. The, the correct answer to the question is yes. She is as hot as she sounds. <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, we need to Thank know. Thank you, dear husband. <laughs> we want to know what the listener wants to know. I mean, his definition of hot or her definition of hot may not be our definition of hot. That's true, but Heather's pretty hot to me, so well, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Let's move on. <move> <laughs> hey. Dear Lord Horstocles, our builder did a terrible job on our new home. It took him two years longer than the expected date of completion, and there are many issues that we are still experiencing. We plan to write a review on Angie's list about him, warning others to beware before signing a contract. Someone else told us that we should not do this because it would ruin his reputation and perhaps end his business. We maintain that he needs to learn how to build a house before he calls himself a contractor. Should we warn other people and out him on Angie's list, or should we just let it go? Hell yeah, you out that some bitch. You take pictures, you put it there, and then what you do is you go to his house when he's away and you fuck his house up the way he fuck yours up and let's see if we can fix it. Plaster pictures of the shitty house all over exactly. his house. <laughs> or, or tell you what, you move into his house and say, we're living here until you fix our house. Oh, hell yeah, you out that guy out. I agree. Dumbass. I agree. I take the guy to court. Uh, he sounds like a real yeah, prick. I would totally sue the shit out of him. That shit don't work. I got a brother to take care of him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gangster Cleese? That's right. <laughs> Hook him up real quick with some pipes. Nice. <laughs> Dear Lord Horstocles, my wife and I share custody of my son, and I am forced to spend time with her on the weekends when he has fun, fair, positive soccer games. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it is always incredibly awkward, and she takes every opportunity to make me look bad in front of my son and the other parents. I know you are divorced also, so I was hoping you could help. How do I deal with my bitch of an ex-wife? Bitch slapper! <laughs> Right for everybody. <laughs> How's that for fun, fair, positive? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. First first of all, man, if your kid's already playing in fun, fair, positive soccer, it's time for you to walk away, bro. Walk away. He's already a loser. He ain't playing for score. He's, he's weak. Walk away, bro. Go find another woman get you some more kids. It's easy. There's plenty of women out there with kids already. You can claim them on your own. <laughs> Tell to get a new kid. Don't have any kids of your own. Just find somebody that already has some. That's right. It's a take, that, take that one we left at the corner. <laughs> Back at the first question. That's how you take care of that. We got to hook you up with uh, question number two. 
Uh, they got they got a daughter they're trying to give away. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, told you this kids for sale. Hey, you can you can. Well, I ain't selling them. Somebody else is. You can even trade out. <laughs> See, look, we'll do an even trade. Oh man, you gotta get back at that woman. You gotta put her, you gotta put her stuff out there, bear. Post her stuff out there on, on the soccer website. <laughs> Here's my ex wife cheating on me. Here's my. Is that even your kid? DNA test. Never know, man. I'm just saying, go big. Do Lou Ferrigno, man. Walk away. Bill Bixby. <laughs> Why is he going to be sad music? <laughs> Maybe it's the Rocky theme. <laughs> all right, all right. Dear Lord Horstocles, I hear you talking about The Walking Dead on your show all the time. Who do you think is the strongest character and why? And who is the weakest character and why? Carol and Daryl are my favorites. Do you see my eye twitching? <laughs> do you see my eye twitching? My eye is twitching. Carol and Daryl. My body's twitching. <laughs> Dude, I thought the guy that I'm played, a zombie. thought everybody played everybody hates Chris was the best guy in the show, and he got eaten. <laughs> All the black guys are dead on the show. That's who the weak character is, the black man, because he's going to die. You know T-Dog's your favorite. Yeah, T-Dog was my yeah, favorite. Speaking of racial, <laughs> The Walking Dead is extremely racist. I know, man. How many black guys we got left on the show? We got the preacher, and we got Morgan. And we got uh, Michonne, and we got Tyrone's sister. Oh, okay. Well, Tyrone's sister gonna die soon. She got well. No, they're making her crazy, so so she's gonna survive a little longer. <laughs> Michonne's not gonna die because that's gonna be Rick's lovers. The way this show is going, that's gonna be Rick's lover. Yeah. But the, the preacher and Morgan, they're gonna die sooner or later. Yeah, they're not long for this world. <laughs> Strongest character to me right now, uh, honestly, being on, on the show would have to be. I'm still a Rick guy. Rick finally lost his damn mind. So about damn time. It is about time. Weakest character on the show has to be Bob's sister. No, Bob's lover. <laughs> Tyrone's sister. Tyrone's sister. Can't stand her. She need to go. Hell, I can't even stand Carol. Ugh, she need to go, too. (laughs) Shit. She's become a badass in the last season, though. You see my eye twitching again? (laughs) No. Badass. What, she making cookies? Look at the flowers. I need a cookie. (laughs) She did take out that entire armed compound by herself. Mm -hmm. What the hell? It was supposed to be Andrea, not Carol. Damn it, people. Read the fucking books. (laughs) I, I, I like Carl. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's still not... Being who he needs to be yet. Yeah, he's still not where he's supposed to be. No. You know, they're taking the storylines from everybody else and giving them to the other people on the show, and it's just terrible. You said this a while back. There's too many damn people on the show. Oh, yeah. There's way too many characters. Yeah, get some zombies up in there, man. Some chomp, 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 chomp. Just send Negan to finish them all off. Oh, hell yeah. That will be the strongest character on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn yeah. should be the best character on the show. Glenn was the best character in the books up until this point. So Glenn should be the best character, but they have not written him very well. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though. Mm-hmm. Travesty. Next, dear Lord Horstocles, we recently found out that our 12-year-old son is bullying a kid a year younger than he is. What should we do? Just talking about it has been a complete waste of time. Please help us. Get that kid a medal. <laughs> Turn out to be the Punisher, baby. Hook him up. You're encouraging bullying? Well, is the kid bigger than him? No, he's younger than him. That doesn't mean anything. Younger kids can be taller. You don't know the circumstance here, man. He probably was getting picked on first. He defended himself. That could be, but... You can't always give the kid the benefit of the doubt. I mean, the, the, the way this is written makes it sound like the kid that's doing the bullying is the bigger kid. Well, clearly, he doesn't play fun, fair, positive soccer. So he's out to win, baby. <laughs> that is probably true. That kid's for president. That's all I'm saying. Put that kid up on the corner as well. Give, <laughs> give, give, give that kid away. That way he's not your problem anymore. <laughs> now, Lord Horstocles does not believe in bullying. I, I don't believe in bullying. You need to smack that kid around a little bit and teach him what it feels like to be punked on. Or bring him back the slap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the slap. You don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. That's right. Bullying is not cool. No. Stands cool. <laughs> Put his ass in fun, fair, positive soccer. He won't be a bully much longer. No. No. Somebody will come along and bully him. Exactly. It'll probably be you. <laughs> <laughs> probably that dad slapping his wife and walking away. <laughs> do, 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 do. How did all these mesh together so well this time? I don't know. <laughs> Here's the last one. 
Dear Lord Horsicles, I recently heard you on your Shovel My Shit tour talking about how delicious salty milk is. Where can I purchase this tasty drink? Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. Joe, you can lick my ass crack, okay? <laughs> You're the only one I know that likes drinking salty milk. I got plenty before you right here. You want some ice pops with that shit, too? <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Fair enough. So all my minions, stay away from the salty milk or any ice pops that come from Lucky Joe. <laughs> you don't want them. You probably don't. <laughs> you don't want them. <laughs> if you ever throws a house party, bring your own bag of ice. <laughs> and don't take any milk. <laughs> like, you didn't know I was going to know where that came from. <laughs> and thus concludes Ask Lord Horse to Cleese. <laughs> I was a little rough today, wasn't I? I was on a slap a kid day. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of cruel to the little kids today. I don't know what's going on with that, but all right. Well, now it's time for everybody's other favorite segment, Tell Me a Funny Story. And this week, it's you again. Damn it. You know, it's, gonna, it's kind of funny because the story is going to roll into with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you set me up. No, I didn't. It just worked out that way. Well, first of all, let's put this out there. Lord Horstocles loves the children. Okay. I believe the children are our future. I, I, think, I, think, I think you got to dial that back a you bit. Gotta, you got to think about how you say things, man. <laughs> Let's take that back. Rewind. <laughs> Lord Horsicles hates the fucking kids. <laughs> Damn the society. Go die in a fire. No. As you know, I have done many things. I've coached a lot of different leagues, coached basketball, football, you name it, baseball. Well, uh, a couple of years, oh my Jesus, more than a couple of years, what? 16 years ago. I don't know. It's, it's been a long time. Kids were in the fourth or fifth grade, I think. It was boys. And we were in a basketball league. And it was very competitive. And No fun, fair, positive basketball. Oh, league. hell no. It was no fun. Fair. One of my players got kicked in the balls twice in a game <laughs> on purpose. But uh, was very competitive. And I Cha-ching! Got- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, since I was a new coach, they kind of stacked it against me. So I had to do some coaching. And did, you know, did some good coaching. I had some good players. They really listened, and so we played very, very hard. And we made it, we were making it to the championship, and we made it all the way to the championship. And spoiler, alert, we did win. So I was so happy, and I knew I was so proud before the championship game. They're like, you know what? I need to buy something really special with these kids before the game to kind of motivate them. You know, let's get, let's do this. You know, I want us a good chance to win. Even if we don't win, we don't. Who cares? But I want to do something really nice. So I was at home getting ready for work, and I heard on the radio uh, new lemonade that just came out. Some good lemonade. You. You'll actually like it. It's very nice. Okay, cool. So I went looking. I went to the store. Went looking for it. Well, the lemonade was uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, and I'm a fucking idiot. When I heard Mike's Hard Lemonade, I think, okay, damn, it's just stronger lemonade. Never in my wildest mind did I know it was liquor. So I'm walking up and down the soda aisle and the Nestle tea aisle. Seriously, down where you find the drinks. Looking, 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 looking. Like, what the hell is this at? Like, damn, I know it's here. So then, you know what? Okay, maybe they have it cold. So I went to where the cold stuff's at. Again, looking for where the cold drinks are, not looking with the liquor. Nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. So I was oh, to hell with it. I got to get to work. I got to leave. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find some after work. So I didn't purchase it. And keep in mind, I'm buying this for kids. So I get to work, and I'm like, man, I, tell you, and I was talking, and the story came up. Yeah, I was trying to do something really nice for my kids today. You know, We're playing for the championship tonight, and I, I wanted to give them something to drink afterwards or something beforehand. You'll kind of motivate them. We've got to do this. We can do this. You know, Everybody's been down against us and been talking trash about us. I want to motivate them. So what were you trying to find? Well, I was all up in Randall's looking for Mike's Hard Lemonade. I couldn't find it. And the dude goes, what? <laughs> yeah, I saw the commercial real quick this morning out the door. It's like Mike's Hard Lemonade, like stronger lemonade. It's like you know, kids love lemonade. 
The dude goes, dumbass. <laughs> Who's called dumbass? It's liquor. I'm like, what? It's liquor. No shit. It's liquor. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> so what she goes, do you not understand what Mike's hard lemonade means to you? Oh, uh, I just thought it was extra stronger lemonade. <laughs> so, yeah, I felt like a real idiot. So I didn't go purchase. Well, you would have felt worse if you had actually bought it and given it to the fourth graders. Fourth and fifth graders, yeah. Hey, how you doing, Miguel? Jail is nice. <laughs> so yeah, so I didn't get it, uh, and we wanted to win in the game, and they doused me with the grape juice and everything else. It was really cool. So it was cool that they did that instead of me giving the Mark's hard lemonade. That would have been a really bad moment in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I have my heart in the right place, but. If you don't pay attention to what you're seeing or if you've, never, if you've been sheltered a little bit like I was growing up, you don't know that stuff. So, yeah, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Don't buy it for your kids. <laughs> no. Many, many years later, I finally had a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It wasn't very hard, but still would have been very bad. <laughs> so that's my funny story, which could have been a tragic story, which could have been an even worse story. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, but, you know, luckily, but it worked out. You didn't. You didn't actually do it. So yeah, well, my boy was on one of those teams. He was on that team. <laughs> he probably would been like, "Thanks, Dad. You're the greatest dad." <laughs> no, it the didn't go. Greatest dad ever. No, but it didn't happen. So yeah, a moment in time that almost messed up my life. That'd probably make fun of your positive soccer more entertaining. Give them all my chart lemonade. Nice. Let them, let them <laughs> We're not keeping score. Oh, that's fine. You're all drunk. That's <laughs> fine. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Again, we were not in no some fun, fair, positive league. We were in cutthroats, and we're taking names. I mean, seriously, in that championship game, they tried to hurt my best player. Um, he got kicked in the nuts. Cha-ching! My boy got his arm stepped on, and then another kid got headbutt. And we still wound up winning. Nice. So, yeah, there you go. Cool. Well, moving on to our primary discussion topic for this week's episode, Daredevil. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen it in completion. Even yeah. Heather, she stayed up and watched it with me all weekend. Yeah, actually, we stayed up two nights in a row until 4 a.m. watching it. You guys are mentally disturbed. We're hardcore. <laughs> Why I the hell would you stay up two nights in a row until 4 in the morning to watch that show? Because it was fabulous. The show was good. I'll give you that. But no. it wasn't like earth-shaking, ground-breaking. Yes, yes, it was. Miss Universe winning. No. Yes, it was. I disagree. The way I think about it. It was not the best show on TV. There are other shows that I like better. But I do think it's the best comic book show on TV. And I was really drawn into it. I thought that Charlie Cox did an amazing job as both Matt Murdock and Daredevil. I thought the entire supporting cast was really well chosen. Yes. They all did a great job of giving depth to their characters. I thought that Vincent D'Onofrio stole the show. Yes. Uh, he, was, he was a perfect choice for Kingpin. A lot of Truly. people were kind of like, eh, I don't know about him, whatever. Because he's not really a huge guy. He's not super fat or super tall or anything like that. But... Man, I can't even imagine anybody else feeling those shoes now after watching it. He did the whole awkward growing into being a villain sort of thing so well. And the yeah, bo- because you, you really fell in love with him, actually, as a character. Well, you, like, care, you care about Kingpin as much as you care about Daredevil in the show. Yeah, like, I really, like, I didn't want any, like, I wanted him to be good so bad. And then when he turned evil, then I was like, oh, he's really awesome evil. And, he, was, he was brutal throughout the entire thing. Yeah, he really Every time was. he had to deal with somebody screwing up or something. I mean, it was exactly how you want the Kingpin to be. I mean, he beat guys to death with his bare hands. He snapped necks. He crushed guys' heads and doors. Like, he was brutal as brutal could be. 
but he was also a deeply flawed person. He was dealing with all the you know inadequacies he had that his father had instilled in him and all the difficulties he had connecting with women and all the trouble he had just living a normal life, being in this position of wealth and power. And I just thought... And he not did, knowing what to do with it. And Yeah, and really not knowing who he was wanting to become. Plus, he did have good intentions, even though they were warped in his own mind, about what he wanted to do for the city. I thought he was just stellar. Uh, the best thing in the show was definitely the Kingpin. Uh, there was a lot of cool little Easter eggs. There was stuff hinting towards Elektra. There was stuff hinting towards Bullseye. There was stuff hinting towards the hand showing up in Season 2. Uh, I mean, you did see the one hand ninja. Mm-hmm. And that was a badass fight. Yeah. Well, I was giving you a chance to finish your uh, raving there like a lunatic. I was raving like a lunatic. <clears throat> First of all, I don't think it's the greatest show on TV. I still think, hands down, Arrow or even Flash is probably better. Uh, that's my opinion. I, like I told you earlier, going into this series, you know, I'm not a big fan of Daredevil. I didn't know much about him, Arrow, at all. I will give you this. D'Onofrio, amazing. Great job of acting. It was so good to see the change, see him go through it, and then eventually become who he's supposed to be. Um, ben Urich, didn't mind the casting, but he's not supposed to be dead. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised at how early they killed him off, too, because... You let the woman live, but we killed a black man. You should tell people, we are, we are talking about Daredevil, so there are probably going to be some spoilers. Uh, yeah. We're not going to talk everything, obviously, but just be forewarned, there will be some, some stuff you probably don't want to hear if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I like the guy they chose for Daredevil. I had no problem with him. Foggy was foggy. I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. I think the episodes that they were going through, they were, they were interesting to me. And like I said, I didn't know much about the guy to begin with. So watching it and learning as we were going, was, it was cool to me. I thought the fight scene, some of the fight scenes were really, really well done. The Nobu fight was incredible. That was pretty cool. I liked the fight between him and Stick. I also liked the fight between him and the guys in the hallway. That, to me, was probably the best fight scene I've seen in a long time. That was, that was quite possibly the best representation of what a real fight between a street-level hero and a bunch of goons would be like. Throwing just fisticuffs. It's, it's this scene in this really narrow hallway where Daredevil is fighting about 30 different dudes. And this is before he's actually become Daredevil. He doesn't have the billy club. He doesn't have the protective armor. He's just a guy wearing black costume with like a hood over his head. And he's fighting all these guys, and he'll knock one down, and a few minutes later the guy will get back up. But he's constantly fighting, constantly knocking people down, and they keep popping back up. Yeah, no, he takes a, bre- a breath, and then they get back, and he goes fighting again. <laughs> and it's just relentless. They just keep coming and keep coming, and he has to keep knocking them down until the point where he finally knocks them all out. And the fight scene goes on for a good two and a half, three minutes. Uh, and it's just this one little narrow hallway that he uses to his advantage because he can maneuver better than they can because of his heightened abilities. But it's just, it was, it was amazing. I thought it was so well choreographed. Is that where he rescues the boy? Yeah, that's where he rescues the boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm anxious for season two. I'll watch season two. I just not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a shit show. I actually enjoyed the show. I just don't understand the amazing outpouring of love from everyone in the world. Like, oh, it's the greatest show in the world. It's like, ah, no, no, no. Pull it back, people. Come on. Reality check. Come on. If you, if you honestly ask me I, right I think, now. I think I'm a pretty grounded person when I give my reviews of things. And I hands down say it's the best comic book show. I think it's miles ahead of Arrow. <sighs> Arrow season one versus Daredevil season one. It's not even close. I put. You can't, you can't consider all of Arrow. You can't say all of Arrow up to this point. You can only look at season one versus season one. Well, that's why I moved Flash ahead of Arrow. Even Flash season one versus Daredevil. I think Daredevil's better. It's just something about, I don't know, just something about, I guess it's because Flash is more, or Arrow more well-known in certain ways for some people like myself over Daredevil. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I can get the popularity thing, but if you're, not, if you're taking your prior knowledge of the characters out of it, mm-hmm. and you're taking your expectations of those characters out of it, and you're just looking at it 
as two individual pieces and how much they go into the things that superheroes are supposed to do. Good guys, bad guys, the fight scenes, the character depth. I think every single character in Daredevil has a lot more depth to them than the characters in The Flash do. Well, you still can't compare the show to the other comic shows on TV. This is on Netflix. They can do more than you can on Fox Right. Or on CBS or NBC. And they, they did more, though. That's why yeah. I'm saying it is. Well, the gruesome stuff. And if that's all you're all about, then okay, then that's why it's your number one show. But you need to have acting and you have plots and you have the story and you have development of characters, which I thought it did. Don't get me wrong. I Okay, if we're going to do this the fair way, if we're going to say just Netflix TV shows, yeah, Daredevil's number one for me. It's by far the best of all the Netflix shows or anything I've ever seen online. Compare it to the things in TV, yeah, I will put it in my top five. Yeah, I'll give you that. I just there's only like six comic book shows. <laughs> You're better than Gotham, Daredevil. <laughs> I don't even put them ahead of Gotham. What? <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm a Batman Homer. <laughs> okay, you know I'm just doing this to give you shit. <laughs> if you want to compare seasons, I'll be fair. If you want to compare the first season of each, yes, I'll have to put Daredevil at the top. I'll give you that. Thank you. Based on action, violence, and everything else, yeah. Going forward, if it doesn't pick it up or keep going at the rate it's going to be, then it's not going to be better than Arrow. Because as we both know, Arrow, as it continues on, it got a hell lot better. Oh, yeah. Arrow Season 2 is one of the best And I honestly think that Flash is going to seriously like surpass Arrow eventually here and how amazing it's going to be. Flash runs the risk, I think, of becoming too campy as it goes along. Like It's been a real good balance up to this point, but the more characters they add in and the more the characters that you've gotten used to change... Because you know everybody that surrounds Barry Allen is going to become a villain at some point. Right. The more that happens the more danger I think the show has of jumping the shark or becoming too campy. Or, and, and that's why they're doing like the spinoff show with all the different you know, heroes and villains or whatever. I like The Flash. I love The Flash. I think it's one of the best shows, the, the best superhero shows. But Daredevil has a lot more to work with because there's so many villains that haven't been introduced yet. He, he's really only got the Kingpin, who's going to be this presence that's always affecting his life. And then in season two, you're going to see stuff like The Hand, which is just basically a bunch of ninjas he's going to have to fight nonstop. All those, the, the one ninja fight scene he had was amazing. You're going to have the updated costume. You're going to have Bullseye probably showing up. That's probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. Me too. I'm a huge Bullseye fan. Other than the Kingpin, which I thought was great, I want to see Bullseye. But here's what I would like to really see. I would love to see, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I would love to see Spider-Man show up once. With Daredevil, when, you know, and even maybe the Punisher make a cameo in there. Well, that's be- the thing. All these shows are going to be interconnected. They've already announced that Daredevil is going to be showing up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, nice. That's going to happen. I imagine when they do the Infinity War storyline, Charlie Cox is going to be right there with all the characters from the movies. Uh, they're doing AKA Jessica Jones with Luke Cage and, and uh, Jessica Jones. I'm sure he's going to have something to do with that. They're setting up all these street level fighters so they can do the defenders. And then this is only phase one of Marvel TV. There's going to be a phase two of Marvel TV where there's possibly going to be the Punisher. There's possibly going to be Moon Knight. There's going to be so many cool things they can do going forward on the street level stuff. Don't do that to me. <laughs> And I mean, don't, don't, those, throw, don't throw out Moon Knight. Don't throw out. Don't I, I do could, that to me. I could imagine a Punisher show or a Moon Knight show being even better than Daredevil. Oh God, I could. I totally could. And of course, I know they're going to throw out your damn Iron Fist since that woman like karate chopped Daredevil one time and like knocked him forty there's, feet backwards. There's references to Kunlun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's so many cool things Just in like Daredevil. A little bit further. <laughs> there's so many nods to other things in the Marvel universe that has not been explored yet, and so many Easter eggs that just if you're a huge fan of Marvel like we both are, you should pick up on, and it'll just. It'll enhance the show. I just loved it. I really did. If I had to give it like a star rating, like out of 10, mm-hmm. I would probably give it a, a solid 9. Okay. Oh. It wasn't a perfect show. There was there was small little things that could have been done better, but not very many. I, I, w- I thought they did an amazing job for, for a first season. 
and for a first foray into doing a hero show on Netflix. Okay. All right. Still not going to pick up Daredevil to read, though. <laughs> well, I don't... I, I mean, this this version of Daredevil in the show is based off of, like, Frank Miller's Daredevil. The current run, which Mark Wade is writing, uh, I'm not a huge fan of. Like, I try to read his stuff, but I can't get into Wade's Daredevil for some reason. His writing just doesn't appeal to me. As soon as Colin Bunn picks it up, I'm on board. Well, there's a lot of people that could write it I think I would enjoy. Uh, it's just Mark Wade in particular. I'm not a huge fan of his Daredevil. Josh Wilson writing it. Anybody. <laughs> you cool. Any, you have anything else you want to add, Heather? I thoroughly enjoyed the show. And I don't watch a whole lot of TV. So, you know, for me to kind of come back and say that it was probably one of the best shows I've watched in a long time. I mean, hell, I stayed up till 4 a.m. wanting to watch the whole shit. Yeah, I was ready to go to bed. <laughs> I was like, the second day, I was like, okay, it's 2 a.m. We got three episodes left. It's like, let's just go to sleep. We'll wake up in the morning to finish it. And she was like, no, keep going. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I'm in for this. So I don't ever stay up and watch TV like that. So for me to for me to actually sit through two nights until four a.m. to like I had to I had to watch the show. I could not turn it off. I had to know what happened. What did you think of the costume? I liked it. The horns were interesting, but I liked it. I thought it was a little too blocky, but it's a preliminary costume, so mm-hmm. I imagine it's going to get more smoothed out as time goes by. I was happy when he finally put the damn thing on. Yeah, I was too. I was growing tired of the Zorro mask. I thought he was good though, as the the devil of Hell's Kitchen. I thought that was really good. Yeah, I just wanted some the uniform. <laughs> See, I just couldn't do the four o'clock thing on Daredevil. I mean, granted, the show was good. Like I said, I just couldn't do it. Now, when I first started watching Arrow, yeah, I was staying up to watch it. But you know, it's just me. I'm not disparaging Arrow in any way. I love Arrow, but I just thought Daredevil was slightly better. Now you got me wondering when Moon Knight's coming. <laughs> Three or four years from now, <laughs> it's ways down the road. I can't wait. <laughs> there you go. So moving on, Comic Palooza is coming up. Yes, it is Memorial Day weekend here in Houston. May 22nd through the 25th. Mm-hmm. Hell four yeah. Four days. And we're going to be there all four days doing coverage. They Party got time. A lot of cool guests coming this year. Uh, Stan Lee is going to be back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Her, uh, Jeremy Renner is going to be there. They've got uh, George Takei. Tons of people. Tons of people. So we're going to be there, and we're going to be doing a giveaway. Yes. We are giving away a $100 gift card to Bedrock City Comics, and... Details on how to enter to win that will be provided to people the week before Comic Palooza and then also to people on site. We'll be giving that away during our live show, which is going to be happening Monday at 11.30 a.m. in the MicroSearch panel room. We're also going to be part of the podcasting panel, which is happening Sunday at 11.30 a.m. So if you're living in Houston, you're going to be at Comic Palooza, come by and check us out. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of little prizes and stuff we're giving away throughout the weekend, but the big one is going to be the gift card, which we're giving away during our live show. That's yeah, right. and first time ever on that podcast panel, you'll have Mini-Me and Maxi-Me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is true. Also, we do have a couple of four-day passes that we are giving away ahead of time. Uh, the first one, you can win simply by going to our Facebook page or our Twitter page, following us. That's facebook.com slash comicalpodcast, or on Twitter, it's at comicalpodcast. And I posted something saying, if you retweet this or if you share this, you'll be entered to win. So find that post, share it, find that post, retweet it. Uh, You can enter two times, one on each if you'd like. On Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter and Facebook. And then on April 6th, we're going to announce the winner of that. So the second four-day pass that we're giving away, we're going to give to somebody who emails us. And all you have to do is email comicalpodcast at gmail.com, put in the subject header, giveaway. And then in the body, tell us who your favorite He-Man and the Masters of the Universe character is and why. And one random person will be chosen from that. 
Uh, it could be somebody that loves Merman. It could be somebody that loves He-Man. It could be love somebody that loves Skeletor. We all know who it needs to be. <laughs> if you really want to win, it's got to be Merman. Can't be anybody else. Not for a face. So again, that email is comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Merman. All hail. All hail Merman. <laughs> Man, we're giving away a lot of stuff. How are we doing this? Where's this money coming from? From people supporting us by our sponsors. All right. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. There's also some comics, movie, and TV news this week. So what would you like to talk about first? I want TV. TV. So rumors were circulating earlier this week that Constantine was apparently canceled. Those rumors are false. Showrunner Daniel Cerrone still has a meeting scheduled with NBC to pitch season two. Come on, NBC. Pick that shit up, man. So there's still a chance. He says it might be a long shot, but it's not official yet. Just take canceled. it out of the death slot. Take it out of the... Fr- you know what? Scratch that shit. Dude, tell NBC to go fuck themselves. Take that shit to Netflix. Can you imagine Constantine on Netflix? I could imagine Constantine on Netflix. That'd, That'd be, be badass. Yeah, but I think Netflix has an exclusive deal with Marvel now, so they're not doing any kind of DC shows. Shit. Take that shit to Blockbuster. Go to, <laughs> go to Hulu. That's right. <laughs> Man, I would stay up to four watching Constantine. I'd be scared as shit all night, but I'd watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of Daredevil. <laughs> Damn it. And Netflix. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Netflix has launched an audio description program so that the visually impaired can enjoy Daredevil as well. That's Sweet. pretty badass, actually. That's that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, right? Because mm-hmm. I know that uh, a lot of blind people want to watch the show about the blind hero, so it makes perfect sense that Netflix would go out of their way to do that for them. That's, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty noble. I yeah, know that's pretty. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, and that's it for TV. There wasn't a whole lot this week. So, okay. what do you want next? Comics or movies? Well, you know what? There's some big stuff coming. I want some movies. There is a lot in movies. All right. <laughs> Earlier this week, Mark Ruffalo announced that Marvel apparently does not have complete rights to the Hulk. Universal owns some of the rights, which is what is affecting their plans for creating another solo Hulk movie. So until Marvel comes up with some kind of agreement with Universal, we're not going to get another Hulk movie. That's wah, what's been wah, up Get your time. shit together. Come on. Meet in the middle. Compromise and make a Hulk movie. Let's go. You know they're going to meet in the middle eventually. Cause it's, all, it's all about the bills, man. Yeah, I know eventually it'll happen. It just depends on the demand. Uh, unfortunately, the first two Hulk movies were not uh, incredibly popular and they were sort of bombs. I personally really like the Edward Norton one, but I know a lot of people don't. So Marvel's probably not jumping at the gun to make another Hulk movie. I hate shitty Hulk. Yeah. But hey, you know what? If they do another Hulk, maybe they could do a Hulk Red Hulk. You know, a Red Hulk, Hulk movie Hulk. would be incredible. World War Hulk movie. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, he, he wants to do a Planet Hulk movie, which I think would be amazing. That's probably the best Hulk story ever told. So I would love to watch that, but I don't know if it'll ever happen. Yeah. Hopefully Your mom wants to watch that. Nice. <laughs> Director Michelle Malaren has apparently left the Wonder Woman movie due to creative differences with DC. Patty Jenkins has been selected as her replacement. Uh, so Patty Jenkins is the writer and director of the movie Monster from back in 2003. Remember the Charlize Theron movie? Yeah, she was ass ugly in that movie. <laughs> so she's going to be the new director for Wonder Woman. Ugh. I think it's funny that the first one left for creative differences. Because uh, she probably wanted to make a good movie, and DC was like, "No, we're going to make something terrible." That's right. We're going to introduce Aquaman, Batman, <laughs> and a bunch of other C and D characters in this movie. <laughs> Fucking DC, stupid DC. Uh, you know Robert Kirkman? He has his own imprint at Image called uh, Skybound Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they signed a deal with Universal, where Universal gets a f- first look at all of their properties and gets the first opportunity to choose to make those into a movie. Huh. Or to option them instead of it going to a TV or whatever. Okay. So right now, Skybound is supporting Invincible, Walking Dead, Outcast, which we know has already been picked up. Oh, yeah. And also Nailbiter and Birthright and Manifest Destiny. 
So those three, nothing's been announced on yet. But this might give Universal the option to look at those properties and make those into films. Wow. I would love to see a Nailbiter movie. <laughs> Who the hell would play Warren? I don't even know, man. All right, all right. No. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that would be the worst. James Franco? <laughs> that would be even worse, man. Ugh. Seth Rogen? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Please, no. <laughs> Joss Whedon came out and said that they were thinking about originally putting Captain Marvel into Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. but in the end, they decided it wouldn't do the character justice to have her just show up fully dressed in her Captain Marvel garb with no backstory and just kind of thrown into that. She thought They thought that she deserved her own origin story and everything that goes along with that. So he has confirmed that there will not be Captain Marvel in the Age of Ultron movie. If it's Miss Marvel, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> it won't be, it won't be Miss Marvel. They're, they're one and the same, pretty much. So. <laughs> just messing with you. It's unfortunate. But what, who's going to be there? I don't know. I don't know. So I guess that means that Linda Cardellini is not playing Captain Marvel. We'll have to wait and find out who she is playing. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder said that uh, the first look at Batman vs. Superman is actually going to come tomorrow instead of on the release of Mad Max, which is on the 20th, I believe. It's going to be on the 16th. So there will be a trailer for Batman vs. Superman hitting the internet tomorrow morning, I think. Do you really care? I kind of do. I want to see the. I want to see it at least. I don't even care anymore. I know you don't. I'm, I'm so over this movie. It's ridiculous. I, I consume so much entertainment that I'm going to see it no matter what. And I'm going to try to enjoy it for what it is. I don't have high expectations for it. But I do I do want to see the trailer so I can at least get a feel for what the movie's going to be like. Everything they've talked about doing to this movie is just like thoroughly pissed me off even more as we go forward. But you're a DC guy, and I never was. I, I, that's why it's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, geez, damn. I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore about it. I, I'll see it tomorrow. We'll see if I like it or not. And you'll hear me rant even more <laughs> next <laughs> week. Yes. <laughs> that's fair. Well, that's it for movies. So moving on to comics. Yeah. June is apparently going to be Spider-Gwen variant cover month. Uh, it's actually kind of funny because they posted some of the covers online. So she's going to be like the Gwenum instead of Venom. Or she's going to be the Inguinable Hulk. <laughs> or she's going to be the Gwentastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> so some of these covers look pretty damn funny, actually. I'm, I'm kind of uh, kind of interested to get some of these. Any baby variants? I'm sure there will be some Scotty Young variants in there as well. <laughs> you don't like Scotty Young? <laughs> I don't hate anything. I just, it's like it's over. It's man, over. you're such a downer on everything today. <laughs> I don't know. You Debbie Downer. I don't know what's going on with me today. I thought you were supposed to be Maxi Miguel. You're like, <laughs> you're like negative Miguel or something. <laughs> I saw that picture of you with the stash. <laughs> Are you really your evil twin? What's going on? <laughs> Nah, I'm just joking. It just certain individuals tend to rub me the wrong way with their massive love of certain things, and it just really gets under my freaking horse skin. You're supposed to live and let live, man. If people are fans of whatever, just let them be fans of whatever. It's irritating. <laughs> Why? It doesn't affect you at all. I, I, hearing it just just it's like uh like nails on a chalkboard. I don't know what it is. It just, I can't help myself today. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Gillette has announced that they are teaming up with Marvel to make some Avengers-themed razors. I actually showed you the picture of that earlier. They look kind of badass. The best a man can get. (laughs) Or woman. (laughs) That is true. Women prefer men's razors. You gotta shave that mustache. That's right. (laughs) You obviously did, evil twin of Miguel. Nice. Negative Miguel. (laughs) Whatever. Hush, Rat Queen. (laughs) Rat Queen. (laughs) You know, the blonde, the the redhead chick with the beard. (laughs) Heather's not a redhead. (laughs) What the hell? All right. Go red. 
So you saw them. Would you buy any of those? Yeah, I actually would. Which one would you buy? Thor. You right. some Uru metal cutting your... <laughs> you know, like slice your head off on accident? <laughs> the question is, will I be, am I worthy to hold it? Probably not. It <laughs> Probably not. He slices his head, he's got to restuff it, so... <laughs> you get the Captain America one, you can like throw it against the mirror and it bounces back and saves you. <laughs> <laughs> or the Hulk when you like tap it on your face and like go flying through the door. <laughs> no, <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> or here's one for you though: the Iron Man is going to be like Dick Iron Man, or is going to be the good Iron Man? Uh, you probably just have to hold that one close to your face, and it does all the work for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, cool. the, that's the one to buy. <laughs> exactly. No lacerations. They didn't make a Hawkeye one. You noticed that, right? Because that would be too accurate. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice joke. That guy sucks. What? <laughs> Suck, uh, he wears purple. What's wrong with purple? It's not intimidating. Go black. See the categories. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Miguel. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Thor, the new female Thor is officially going to be unmasked in issue number eight. I thought she was unmasked today. Well, they dropped another breadcrumb and said it might be one more person, but it's not for sure until number eight, apparently, where they reveal it for real. And that's why I didn't buy number seven. So, if you're curious to find out who is the new Thor, pick up issue number eight. Uh, I definitely will be. I gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds have to know. I, I got to know. <laughs> is somebody gonna release it early, like, like they did on Game of Thrones, and drop like six episodes out there and piss everybody off? Oh, like the end of Spider Man. The, the the three pages of Amazing Spider Man 700 got leaked to the internet two weeks early. And ruined it for everybody. You yeah, remember that? Yeah, and then you want to ruin it for everybody at the comic book store. <laughs> I was having a private conversation with somebody, and the douchebag in line got all offended. I was like, don't listen to my conversation if you don't want to hear. <laughs> well, you talk awfully loud. Oh, okay. Well, to you. I was in the back when you were talking. I could hear you from back there. Shit. Get in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, dudes? Spider-Man's going to die. <laughs> what do I care about his feelings? Jesus. Get in the van. Take the candy. Huh? <laughs> like Justin. I'm happy I spoiled it for that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> Y'all used to be friends. No, we were not. <laughs> Look, now I'm turning into negative Justin. You're wearing off on me, man. <laughs> Fun, fair, positive podcasting. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a garage sale. <laughs> He's gonna put I never in. said you put him in the garage sale. I said just get rid of one. You need <laughs> okay. one. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't put, don't leave it all on me, man. I can't do it. <laughs> to the pressure, I'll crack. There was some sad news this week in the comic world. Uh, Herb Trimpe passed away. If you don't know who he is, he's the artist that created Wolverine. He was uh, in the industry for forty-five years, and he passed away at the age of seventy-five. So wow. condolences to his family. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Uh, he was actually at a convention we went to last year, and I got the opportunity to get a print from him. So that was kind of cool. It's just really unfortunate that he passed away, but I guess that's what happens when you get old. So. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for the news this week. Sorry to end on such a down note. No shit. You talked about me being unfair, unpositive, or whatever. <laughs> negative. Right. Negative Nelly. <laughs> you are a negative Nelly. <laughs> Fun, fair, positive podcasting. Yep. We're you try. negative horse. <laughs> that's our motto from now on. Fun, fair, positive podcasting. I'm stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind everybody there's a few places you can find us. You can find us at nerdbong.com. You can find us on wickedradionetwork.com. You can find us on beyondthedawnradio.com. And you can find us every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on yourcityradio.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you want to find us on either of those sites, please go out there, subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review. Every review helps us get some traction, gets uh, more people to check out the show. So Traction? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard you use that word before. Sure. <laughs> uh, 
so so please do that. It would help us a lot. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. And I am at comical podcast three. And if you want to look at, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I'm at comical podcast as well. I'm at comical podcast too. And I don't have an Instagram. Fair enough. Shame. <laughs> and that's it guys. So thanks for listening. Don't forget. Keep on laughing, bitches. That's right, bitches. Laugh that shit up. Fun, fair, positive podcasting. Woo!